no armor, power of ability or appearance. Lord, we're, we're, in a, we're in bad shape without the Holy Ghost. So we just pray, God, you take over. And Lord, that my preaching and my speech would not, would not be enticing words of man wisdom, uh, not, not with any, any kind of accolades of self, but Lord, in the power and demonstration of the Holy Ghost. We pray it be so that you'd help me to preach the unsearchable riches of Christ, that sinners would be saved and saints would be encouraged, that everybody from here, Lord, to Timbuktu, that hears, uh, might come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ or be encouraged in the walk with you. Lord, we pray you get glory above it all. And Lord, we'll thank you for what you do. We love you and pray your will be accomplished. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You can be seated. If the Lord would help me tonight as we look in the book of Job in chapter number one and verses one through ten, you've heard me mention it. I want to preach on this thought, this thought tonight on a country boy can survive. Somebody say amen. A country boy can survive. We find that in the book of Job. Let's look a little bit about this book of Job before we get into the message. I want to share with you three things, Lord being my helper tonight. But I want you to look at this man, this man that we call Job. Job is a picture of a true Christian. He is what, what in Job chapter 25 and verse number 10, you can write this down, check it out later. Uh, here is a Christian, a man, this man named Job. He is a man who could see, who could see nothing when he looked for the Lord, but he knew the Lord saw him. He couldn't find him in his situation. He couldn't find him in his storm. But he said that he got to the place and he said, I don't even know where I'm at. I looked for the Lord and can't find him. But he knoweth the way that I take. Hey, Christian, can I just encourage you tonight? I'm glad you might not see him, but I'm glad he sees you. The eyes of the Lord are over the righteous and his ears are open unto the prayers. Here's a, he's a picture of a true Christian. He is a man who could not see seemingly the Lord, but he knew the Lord saw him. He is a man who trusted in his daysman, his redeemer. He said, oh, would to God I had a daysman. I wish there was somebody go between me and God. And Paul answered him. And the New Testament says, there is one God and one mediator between God and men. And it is the man, not Mary, not Moses, not no preacher, but the man Christ Jesus. Amen, Job was looking for him and Job said this I don't know we need one but he did say this I know my redeemer liveth hey church you may feel like sometimes you're about to die and you're going to go down for the last count but can I say our redeemer liveth amen what a Christian today he is a man who couldn't see the Lord but knew the Lord saw him he's a man who trusted in a redeemer amen the days when the would come and he was a man who did not live just for this world but he lived with the sight of the next world. Here's what he said in Job 33 and verse number 28. He said I know that he'll redeem my soul. He will not suffer my soul to be going down to the pit. I'm glad thank God he lived for heaven and church will to live. Amen for God here but with heaven on our heart for the Bible says, uh, thank God uh, our home is where our heart is. Amen. Thank God. I want you to notice something about this man named Job. Notice this with me. He's a good man. Look in verse number one. The Bible said he's a godly man, a good man. He said this, the scripture says it, the Lord says this about him, that he was a man who was perfect. He was upright. He was one that feared God 
and he eschewed evil. I don't know about you, that word there eschewed, here's what it means. It means like the, the natural chemical, whatever it is, on a duck's back that makes water run off of it. That's the same kind of picture that when sin come into Job's life, it ran like water off a duck's back. He didn't find no sticking place. Somebody ought to say amen. Hey man, he's a good man. He is a godly man. So don't think for a minute, hey, just cause you're living for God, you ain't gonna have no hardship. I'll say it like this. If you ain't having a hardship, hey man, the Bible says it like this. Paul told Timothy, all that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. If you ain't suffering, you probably ain't living godly. Hey man, here is a godly man. He is a good man. Hey, I'll say this about him in verse number two. He's a family man. And verse number three, notice his goodness. Notice in verse number three, his grandeur. Then notice this, the Bible said his substance was 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 she ashes, and a very great household, so that this man was the greatest of all the men of the East. So he's a man of these. He's a wise man. He's a family man. He's a rich man. He's a godly man. Whoa, hey man. He's a good man. Hey, look at the grandeur of this man. He said, preacher, what are you saying? Well, think about it like this in our terms. And verse number three, the Bible said he had 7,000 sheep. That's everything he needed. The Bible tells us that sheep are given to us for meat and for clothing. So he had everything that needed to clothe and to feed the multitudes. He had 3,000 camels. That's like having 3,000. Amen, Peter Bills. Amen. He had 500 yoke of oxen. Amen. That's, hey, thank God that's like having 500 John Deere tractors in that day. I'm talking about this man. Uh, I was not a poor man. This is a man that God has blessed uh, materially. He's blessed spiritually. He's blessed, amen, in every way. Watch this in verse number five. He's not just a wise man, a rich man, a family man, a godly man. He's a prayer man. Look at verse five. It was so when the days of their feasting were gone about that Job had sent and sanctified them. Here's what Job said. I don't know if my boys is praying like they need to pray. I don't know if my girls is praying like they need to pray. So here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna offer up what they ought to be offering up. I'm gonna give what they ought to be giving. I'm gonna pray like they ought to be praying. I'm gonna intercede for them. He said, I'm looking for a days when that stand between me and God. And right now I'm gonna be that one. I'm gonna be that one to make intercession for my family. I wonder if we're prayed enough. Are we selfish in our prayers? Are we a man like Job who's putting himself aside and said, I'm gonna pray for my youngins? Hey man, he is a he is a good man, a, a gracious man, if you will, in verse number five. Thus the Bible says, and the latter part of verse number five, thus did Job continually. He, he, he said this. He said, I'm gonna bless God in case my kids have cursed God in verse number five. He said, I'm gonna pray for them in case my kids ain't praying. He said, I'm gonna offer sacrifice in case my kids ain't offering sacrifice. Man, what a man, what a good man. Would y'all agree with me today? Here is a man. When you think about the book of Job, you think about a few things. 
Hey man, you see this man, he's, he is the Christian. He is a picture of a Christian. His goodness, his grandeur, his graciousness. He trusted in that daysman. He had a faith in a God that was gonna redeem his soul from the pits of hell. But that not when he's not just a Christian that we notice when we look at the book of Job, we notice the conflict. Number two, notice this about Job. He's, he's, though he's good, though he's godly, though he's a praying, though he's wise, though he's rich, none of that exists exempted him from suffering and storms. In fact, I've said it already. Let me say it one more time. If you never run into the devil, it might be because you're going the same direction. Hey, we're going against the grain of the world. We're not like the world. We're not of the world. The world don't like us. Hey, if it didn't like our Lord and we're really like him like we should be, it ain't going to like us. Somebody help me in here. Hey, I'm telling you, oh, Job is a Christian, but he's going to have a conflict. Every one of us in here might as well buckle up and get ready. It's a conflict. We're living in the last days. Days of apostasy. Days of coldness. Days of compromise. Oh, I'm telling you, we're living in that day. But notice this. This is a conflict that is challenged by God. Did I read that right, Brother Jerry? I am pretty sure I read it right. Let's, let's just look again. And the Bible said in verse number, uh, verse number seven, and the Lord said, where you, where you, where you coming from, Satan? Where you, where you, where, where, when, whence comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, going to and fro, walking up and down in, the, in it. I'm walking around in the earth. I'm looking, coming down to and fro. Look at verse number eight. And the Lord said unto Satan, hast thou considered my servant Job? See, this is a, this is a conflict that is challenged by God. Satan didn't start this thing. God said, I'm gonna let you put my man to the test. I'm gonna, nothing's gonna happen to my children unless I give the okay, so hast thou considered. Satan knew he couldn't touch him. Satan's gonna tell him he's got a circle around him. He's got a hedge about him. Amen. But, but the Lord said, hey, hold on a minute. While you're walking around so up and down the earth, uh, have you considered? Uh, he's challenging him. He's challenged by God. Uh, he said, look, I'm gonna let you touch his possessions. I'm gonna let you touch his purse. I'm gonna let you touch his people. Uh, and later, I'm gonna let you touch his person uh, and touch him physically. Uh, but they one thing. Uh, you can't touch him. Uh, you can't touch his soul. Uh, and so he challenged Satan. Uh, Hey, can I just tell you today, no matter how bad it gets on this earth, uh, if we live under a, um, I-26 uh, in, a, in a, one of them Frigidaire uh, cardboard boxes, uh, eating on a moldy biscuit and a can of sardines, uh, hey man, we're just an Afghan to cover up with. Uh, when it's all said and done, Brother Doug, uh, I got a mansion on the other side. Uh, hey man, God. Uh, but God said uh, he'd never see the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread. He's going to take care of his children. So he's out, he challenged, this is a conflict that is challenged by God. This is a conflict that is conducted by Satan. And so Satan, that's what he did. Satan answered the Lord and he said, does not, not, not Job fear God for naught? Hast not thou made a hedge? It what he said in verse number 11. But put forth thine hand. Here's the, the devil. He's trying to say, hey, he's a protected man. He's the example of a man. He is a happy man. He is a blessed man. But I'll tell you what y'all do. If you want him to cuss God, why don't you test that man? That's what, the, that's what the devil said. So here's what happens. 
They start coming down, the Sabaeans, traveling traders. Uh, they trade stuff in verse number five. They fell upon them. Then lightning came down. Bible said in verse 16, the fire gods fall. Then the Chaldean, that's roving robbers from the north. They come down in verse number seven. Then the great wind come in verse number 19. But what happened? He started out a godly man, a family man, a rich man, a wise man, pray a man, a protected man, a blessed man. He's now a tested man. And when everything that the devil can throw at him happens, in verse number 20, he's still a worshiping man. Somebody say amen. The Bible said Job rose and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and worshiped. He's a humble man. He's a worshiping man. And verse number 21, he's a testifying man. And he said, naked came out of my mother's womb. And naked said, I returned thither. The Lord gave and the Lord had taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Verse 22 said, in all this, Job sinned not to charge God. He's an honorable man, an honest man. Amen. I testify. Here is a conflict challenged by the sovereign, conducted by Satan, championed by the servant named Job, but it's going to be concluded by God. See, God starts it and God finishes it. Hey, ain't you glad he's the author? Y'all say it with me. And the, he's the author and the, say it one more time. It'll help you. He's the, and the, if he started a thing in your life, is he God going to finish it? Now, there's times it feels like you ain't going to make it. There's time when the storm rages and, and, and the wind's blowing. Hey, man, and tragedy after tragedy, they don't come in one. You read that book. They come in one, two, three, four, and they just keep on coming. He ain't even got his flesh yet. It just keeps on coming. It's going to come five times. It's going to come six times. Then it's going to come seven, eight, nine times with his friends. It just seemed like it keeps coming. But Job, hey man, God is going to teach Job something about this. He's allowing these things to take place. Conflict is going to be, it was challenged by God. It'll be concluded by God. He allowed sympathy. Hey man, a so-called friend had to get up close to Job and Job really got to see himself. You see, Job stripped himself of all his garments, put ashes on his head. Oh, and his whirlwind of a disaster that he's in. Job was upright, but Job really got to see who he was. He had not fully and totally and completely relied on God. He'd get to the place in the, end, in the middle of the chapters. Hey man, as the book gets close to the end, and he'll get to doubting that he should have ever been born. He'll get to begging God just to take him out of here. But Job, hey man, is going to find some things out about himself that he ain't in charge of his life. And remember he said, he said, I made that live Leviathan, that monster out there in the water. He said, hey, can you put a hook in his mouth? Would you hear, Job, when I hung the stars in the heaven? Hey, I've got this thing under control. I started this ball and I'm going to finish this ball. And if I can hold the universe together, I can hold you together. I appreciate that. It's a helping me, amen. Thank God for the conflict. You see, the devil found some things. He found some things when he went down to Job's house. I don't want to re-preach that message, but I'm going to mention them anyway. Amen, what the devil found when he went down to Job's house. 
I'll tell you what he found. He found a hope, <laughs> Woo, amen, or a promise, amen, that he, <laughs> he found a hope that he could not prevail against. He found a hedge that he could not penetrate. He found a heart that he could not provoke. He found a harvest that he could not prevent. And he found a hallelujah that he could not shut up. I'll tell you what, if you go to hallelujah and praising God when the world falls apart, the devil will finally back up and say that boy's crazy and leave you alone and go down the road and mess with somebody else. I'm so glad I'm saved today. Conflict's gonna come, but the one who started it is the one that's gonna finish it and all God's people say. When I look at this chapter and look at Job, well, I see a lot of stuff. I look at the book of Job, I see a home seemed like the failed children died. I see a heart that seemed like failed. He got heavy on him. A helpmate that that failed. I I mean, she's going to say things like this. Here's what she's going to say. She's going to say, curse God and die. Here's what that word actually means. It means to praise, adore, give thanks, and pass on. Here's what she's saying. Go ahead and thank God for all the blessings in your life and then tell him to just take your life and take you on out of here. You can't blame her. Hey, man, ain't gonna tell him what we'd do if we lost every one of our kids, if everything in the world started out, the richest man in the East ended up, hey, man, poor. Hey, man, but you gotta, hey, church. Hey, man, Lord God, let me just fast forward to the end of the book. Hey, when it's all said and done, he ended up with twice what he started with. He's got even twice as many kids. You say, hold on, preacher. God just replaced what he took. That's right. But he's got the ones in heaven. Somebody say amen. He got double dose of everything. I don't know about you, but I think I'm just going to trust God when the bottom falls out and conflict is raising and chaos and confusion. Amen. When the wind blows and the earth and the lightning falls and folks turn their back and die, let's just trust God. He started it and he can finish it. Amen. Amen. I think about this book. I think about a man It seemed like his happiness even failed. But I'll tell you something he realized, friend. <laughs> Woo! Home may have failed from at the front of the book. His heart may have failed a little bit. And he's scraping using that pot shirt to scrape with swords. Amen. His helpmate might have failed. His happiness might have failed, but his hero didn't fail. <laughs> Woo! Somebody help me. Great God. I'm telling you, we got a hero that ain't going to fail, church. I'm telling you, he ain't Superman. He's not Batman and Spider-Man. He's better than that. Marvel can't write about him. DC Comics can't think it up. But we got a God in heaven that ain't never failed us. And he ain't going to start now. Amen. I think about this story. Think about a man who's a Christian. What a Christian. Think about a conflict. Amen. What a conflict. Then I want to think lastly about a circle. Look at verse number 10. Here's what the book says. Say, preacher, what's the the key to a country boy can't survive? If anybody can handle it, boy, I'm telling you, this old country boy, feed me, show us he can survive. Say, preacher, how? How in the world can he? Well, we got to remember who who challenged the conflict and who who concluded the conflict. We got to remember why he's a believer. And why he's a Christian, hey man, hey man, why he's upright, why he's perfect, why? Because he feared God and he eschewed evil. But we gotta realize there's a circle been drawn. 
Look at verse number 10. Hast thou not made the devil let it slip? I preached a message one time on how long's it been since you thank the devil. There's, there's at least three things in the Bible that the devil let slip that we ought to have a fit about every time we think about it. And here's one of them. I'll guarantee you he did not want the Holy Ghost to pin down that every believer in God has a hedge about him. <laughs> but he messed up and let it slip. Say amen. I just want to say this. I want to say this. This word there, hedge, it means it carries the idea of being compassed. You find that word compassed throughout the whole Bible. That same idea, that same word picture. Here's what it means. It's the idea of stretching around to extend, to, to reach out your arms in an embrace, to embrace the whole, to enclose, to surround, to environ, or it also means to encircle. So here, here, here's what the devil said. Said you've, you've compassed him about. You've hedged him about. You've drawn a circle around him. Amen. Every time God draws a circle, something good's gonna happen. Amen. Amen. Write this down. Hey, God drew a circle around Jericho. Whoop! Did it 13 times. Hey, hey man. That's, that's a, hey man, the circle of deity through the dust. He said, I want y'all to get up. I want you to march one time, keep your mouth shut, come back to the house. Next day, get up, watch one time, keep your mouth shut, come back to the house. Oh, amen. On that last day, he said, I want y'all to march, I want you to march seven times. Hey, man, he'd already watched six. I want you to march seven times. And when he get to him, blow the trumpet and shout. And I'm going to push them walls down and y'all going to go forward. That impenetrable wall, that, that wall that they're trusting, hey, man, to defend them from God. They're going to find out. Hey, man, God. God that's with you. Hey man, I'm the God that's with my people. It's bigger than anything that they can throw up. Any obstacle that the devil can put in front of you, God just showed us. It may look impossible. It may look impassable, but God can mash it to the ground. And when God draws a circle around something, he's fixing to do something mighty. Amen. That's the circle of deity through dust. Then there's a circle of deity for dust. Amen. This word compassed. It's also found over there. Amen. In the book of, in the book of Psalms. Here's what the Bible said in Psalms 22, verse number 12. He said this, many bulls, Jesus, a, a, a pre, a pre-incarnate picture of Calvary in Psalms 22 and verse number 12. David's writing prophetically about what Jesus is going to endure on Calvary. And here's what the Lord's saying. Here's what the Lord's saying on Calvary in Psalms 22. Amen. He said, many bulls have compassed me, encircled me, surrounded me, hedged me. Many bulls have compassed me. Strong bulls of Bashan have beset me round about. Can I just say this, church? When God draws a circle in the scripture, something big is going to pick up. He drawed a circle in the dust and brought the wall down. And now he's drawn a circle around Calvary, around Christ for dust. That's us. Amen. And he's going to bring salvation through the Savior. I say glory to God. When God draws a circle, it ain't no wonder a country boy can't survive because he's got a God that's fighting for him. Amen. But then there's a circle of deity around the dust. Not only does God drive, uh, surround the obstacles and say, what's me? No matter how big it is, I can, I can bring it down. 
I can encircle it. I can environ. I can compass it about, and I'll remove that thing that's in your way. I'll take it out of the way so you can walk over in victory and live a victorious life. Don't allow, don't allow things to keep you from living victoriously for the glory of God. God's done drawn a circle around it, and He's going to do it through the dust to show you victory. Amen. But then God said, I'm going to do it around Calvary. I'm going to let them bulls abation. I preached a message right there one time on, on the chief matador. I'm glad Jesus is the chief matador. When the bulls surrounded him, hey man, that matador whooped all them bulls. Hey man. Woo! I say hey man. And the, hey God, hallelujah, allowed that crowd to encircle him to show us a picture. When God draws a circle around Calvary, he's saying, look over here. Look what I'm doing. I'm fixing to bring deliverance not just to a nation, but I'm fixing a circle and bring deliverance to the world. I say amen. But he said, I'm gonna love you so much, I'm gonna do it for you individually. Look in Psalm 139. Just over probably a few pages. Look in Psalm 139. Notice this. The circle of deity through the dust, the circle of deity, uh, the deity drew, drew, drew around Calvary. That's four dust. Here's a circle of deity around us. It's what he does for us. David says, all through the Bible, he compasses me about. He draws a circle around me. Boy, aren't you glad he does? Look at Psalm 139. Watch this, verse number three. Thou compassest my path and my lying down and art acquainted with all my ways. Boy, I'm, here's what David said. He said, but I'm gonna tell you what God does. He don't just circle obstacles and push them out of the way to bring deliverance to a nation, his chosen people. He circles Calvary to bring deliverance to all believers and anybody that will repent and call on his name. I'm gonna tell you what he does for me individually. He's an individual savior. He loves me. He's my, he's my groom and I'm his bride. And I'm gonna tell you what God does. He draws a, a circle just like he did for Job. Job said, I can't touch him. You got a circle around him. <laughs> Thank you, devil. Hey, man, appreciate you letting me realize Hey man, there's a circle around me that you can't get in. Hey, and even if you could on this side of Calvary, I've got somebody on the inside. Hey, hey man, I've got somebody peeping through the peepholes. Hey man, you can't get me. Thank God, He's in charge. Hey, Amen. And the Bible says, David said, He compasseth me. He delivered me all through the Psalms. He's doing it time and time and time again. And Jesus said it. Hey, Amen. Christ. Christ compasses us. He dwells within us. He encircles us. I say glory to God. There's a circle of divine favor. Look over in Psalms chapter number five. Look at Psalms chapter number five. Hey man, that's good stuff right here. You gotta look at this stuff. Psalms chapter number five. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Psalm five and verse number 12. For thou, Lord, will bless the righteous and will and, and with favor wilt thou compass him as with a shield. That's a circle of wonder. Can you believe God compasses his people about like a shield? That's what Job was experiencing. That's why the devil said, I can't get to him. That's what Psalmist said. He said, no matter how many enemies come my way, he prepares me to table in the presence of my enemies. He anoints my head with all. He goes ahead and lets me have a personal a fellowship with him while the enemy's trying to throw darts at me. He said, hey, the Psalmist said, at Psalm five, he said, he compasseth me as with a shield. Watch security. He that's the circle of wonder. But then if you read over there in Hebrews chapter 12, verse number 11, that's the circle of witness. Hey man, he said, we're 
were compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. There's a crowd of folks in Hebrews 11 that's already went to the other side and it's almost like Brother Jared, God's got them around in circle, peering off the portals of glory and say, boy, pour it on him, God. Pour it on him, God. Hey, man, go ahead, Brother Jamie. Go ahead, Shane. Go ahead, Jared. I'm glad. There's a witness looking on. Oh, great God. There's a, a circle of witness. That's a circle of divine favor. That's a circle of divine Savior. Savior, look over in Psalms 26. And Psalms 26. Amen. In verse number two. I'm just going to read you what the Bible said. Amen. Here, what in verse, Psalms 26 and verse number six. I will wash mine hands in innocence, so will I compass thine altar, O Lord. Here, here's what here's what we're doing. We're, hey, man, a circle of wonder, circle of witness. Hey, man, a circle of worship. Watch this right here. He said, I'll compass thine altar. What does that mean? It means to make a continuous worship. It means to miss no angle or point on the altar. Compassing the altar means an enthusiastic worship. It means around a hearty Amen. Full-rounded worship. Amen. Help us to fulfill the circle of worship. Here's what it means. It means, praise God, I can't quit going on this side. Oh, let me go over here on this side. Amen. Let me get back here and praise the Lord. Lord, I, I don't want to miss no section of the altar. I want the Lord to know that I'm just, I can't leave. I just got to make another circle. I can't leave. I just got to make another circle. Here's what the saint said. He said, my God, if, if we've got a circle of witness, amen, if we got a circle of wonder. Hallelujah. I'm going to have a circle of worship. He has blessed me and I'm going to bless him in the sanctuary. Amen. Look at Psalm 32 verse 7. Psalms 32 verse number 7. Thou art my hiding place. Thou shalt preserve me from trouble. Thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance. Selah. The circle of divine favor. The circle of divine savor. The circle of divine splendor. Oh, man, church. I mean, he compassed us about with songs of deliverance. We got a crowd that's agging us on. Amen. But every once in a while, we'll get nailed down. We'll get a little discouraged. Somebody will sing a song. Amen. And somebody will pop over here and sing a song. And somebody will stand back here and sing a song. And somebody will stand up here and sing a song. And boy, God will just surround us with blessings. Hey man, we'll try to get discouraged and God will send another song our way. Hey man, God giveth a song in the night. I preached this one time. You know the first song in the Bible? It's a song of redemption. They crossed over the Red Sea, they started singing. You know the last song of the Bible? It's in Revelation. It's a song of deliverance and redemption. Hey man, we're going to be, they started singing about being delivered and we're going to end up throughout eternity singing about delivered. That's going to be our song and shout for all eternity. And the only time that Jesus ever recorded that Jesus ever, ever, ever sung a song with his disciples is when the worst time of his life, when, when, when the pressure's on, when Judas has betrayed him and he's headed to the Garden of Gethsemane and the pressure and weight of sin and the circumstances of being separated from the Father and having to suffer and endure the eternity of hell and three hours compacted on Calvary. Listen, I'm talking about that's when the Bible said he sung a song. So when it gets dark, church, when, it, when you get down, I'm ain't you glad God will send a song your way. Amen. And encircle you with a song. What a circle of splendor. You said, preacher, I don't know. Will it be forever? Oh, yes. There'll be a, round, there'll be a rainbow round about the throne. He's got the throne circled. Amen. Hey, man, the rainbow, it's not a half rainbow. 
that's around about the throne. I won't re-preach the rainbow message, but I'm gonna tell you, the redeemed is gonna be there. Amen. In Revelation 7, we're going to be standing around waving palm branches and singing hallelujah about the blood that got us there. Amen. Amen. Crying out, saints. Perfect person. Amen. In a perfect body, participating in perfect worship to the perfect Savior. What the? Hey, man, that's going to be a time. It's a rainbow roundabout. Storms has passed. The redeemed sitting there. That means struggles have passed. Hey, man, the redeemed's robed in white. That means sins are passed. Hey, man, the redeemed are crowned. That means success. We've won at last. Church, can I just tell you today? Thank God a country boy can't survive. You might feel like I ain't got nothing but some sheep and camels and oxen. I ain't got much to live for. Everything's falling apart around me. But there's a God that started this thing. And there's going to be a God that finished this thing. He ain't never forsaking you. He ain't never going to leave you down. God wants you to be the Christian. You're going to have to expect conflict. But ain't you glad he drawed a circle? He drawed a circle around the Christian. He drawed a circle around Calvary. He drawed a circle of the calamity that's standing in your way. But he also drawed a circle and said celebrate, shout, sing, worship, and do everything. You've got witnesses looking on. You've got a wonder that's surrounding you. Oh man, let us have a worship that surrounds us. Let's all stand, heads bowed, eyes closed. Father, we love you today. I want to thank you, Lord, for giving us the truth here today to remind us. Old Job. Old Job didn't feel like he was much. He's a humble man. But you said a lot of good about him, Lord. You said he's upright. He's a godly man, a family man. He's a rich man, a praying man, a humble man. He is a tested man, but he is a worshiping and a testifying man. And when it's all said and done, he's a victorious man. And he is because he was a protected man. He was a pardoned man. He was a purged man. And he was a provided for man. And God, because of that, you've got everything else from the start to the finish figured out. Lord, fill up the low places and bring down the high and help us to realize if Job (coughs) was written and if it truly is the oldest book in the Bible that God sandwiched between those first books and the book of Psalms. Put it in a perfect place. Lord, If it ain't the oldest book, it is one of the oldest stories. Though man is a mess, God is his master. He specializes in taking messes and turning them into masterpieces. Sometimes we look at circumstances and we see mess. Sometimes we see calamity, we see mess. Crowd, we see mess. The lack of the crowd, we see a mess. God, if we'll love you like we should love you, we'll thank God that you drawed a circle not just around the Savior dying at Calvary, not just around the city to remove it out of the way, but around every individual saint. There is a hedge that cannot be penetrated, a harvest that cannot be prevented, 
hope that cannot be diminished. A help. Thank God for what you've done for us, Lord. Help us leave out of here today with stepping high, walking high, smiling, and living in victory. No matter what comes our way, you started it, and you're going to finish it. You allowed it. Might be conducted by Satan, championed by the saint, concluded by the Savior. God, I'm so glad. I love you tonight. Help us to end up like Job. And everything that we've done, not to blame God or curse God, but to keep on worshiping. We love you and appreciate all that you do in Jesus' name. Amen. Everybody.